This episode of the Common Ground Podcast is brought to you by Gray Nose Hairs. Yep, learned about that the hard way. Welcome once again to the Common Ground Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian. Today's co-host is fan favorite, Steve Novak. A couple of topics that we're going to go over today. Um, Let's see. We talk about the DC Universe app. We talk about the Titans TV show. Well, the premiere episode anyway. Um, We're very non-spoiler talk on that one. uh, Mostly because at the time Steve had seen the episode and I had not. Uh, I have seen it since recording this. So uh, I'll be sharing my thoughts at the end of this episode. We also talk about the Venom movie a little bit. He has also seen that. I still have not seen that one. So non-spoiler talk on that as well. Uh, But the bulk of the episode is on uh, our boy Eminem. Eminem, the goat. Arguably. Arguably the goat. I know, I know. Jay-Z, Nas, Andre 3000. I get it. I'm not taking anything away from those outstanding MCs. But... Eminem just might be the GOAT. Um, Okay, so while we uh, are on the subject, uh, so there's a few things to maybe get the audience caught up on here because Steve and I are both Eminem fans and and we're up on all of the uh, the events going on right now, so we just kind of went into the discussion. Um, So just to get you caught up if you're not familiar with what's going on with Eminem lately, uh, he last year put out an album called Revival, which was for the most part not liked by the fans. Uh, he, he got a lot of flack for it, um, not just from fans, but from other rappers. Uh, most notably, I think Joe Budden just decided to go at him about it. Um, see, the thing is that Eminem has been through his drug addiction. He's been through his uh, his his cleansing of that drug addiction um he had a couple of of albums that went through that you know uh encore he was heavy into the drugs uh and then um on relapse he was kind of flushing them out as he says in one of his songs and um so his his style and his actually the the vibe of each album went through some changes uh during those periods and so a lot of people, you know, they, I don't know, they, they just don't understand that even though his lyrical ability is still there, uh, in fact, better than ever, that it's just his, his attitude on each particular project that uh, influences it one way or the other. All that to say that Revival uh, is, is a great album that I, you know, have come to greatly enjoy uh, recently, but most people just i guess weren't vibing with it so eminem having been happy i guess while making that album he got a little pissed off that everybody was giving him crap about it so you wanted slim shady you got it you know and uh, he's back he's back and he's pissed nine months after revival he puts out a surprise album just drops it out of nowhere no no warning no lead up no uh, uh not even any promotion you know he put out a tweet that said new album dropping tonight try not to think too hard about this one please enjoy or, or something along those lines 
and and then that was it the album dropped and and the rap game exploded because as mad as he is he is going at it he is he is going at all these other rappers especially the mumble rap culture um he's he's just he's letting everybody know hey man like you guys are listening to all this you know syrup and lean bullshit and uh i'm i'm way better than that give me my props right so he puts out this outstanding album uh that i am just crazy about kamikaze uh it's it's on it's on repeat on my playlist man like it's just it's what i'm listening to right now i'm driving my wife crazy with it and uh in addition to retaliating to Joe Budden and, uh, and and deciding to end the mumble rap game, he also uh, went at a couple other people that, uh, that have been giving him some gull, among which is fellow white rapper MGK, Machine Gun Kelly. This dude, uh, a few years back... Um, put out a tweet that said something along the lines of just saw a picture of Eminem's daughter Haley and she's hot or something like that and then you know no disrespect to Eminem because he's the GOAT thing is at the time MGK was 21, 22-ish maybe and uh, and Haley, Eminem's daughter at the time was 16 strike one Strike two came uh, somewhere behind the scenes. As the story goes, it was an Eminem concert or some sort of event where he was performing. And MGK runs into him backstage and he wanted to take a picture or something like that. And Eminem, as MGK puts it, blew him off. Uh, as Eminem puts it, he was on his way to the stage. This dude's a professional. He's, he's on time. You know, like he's got a show to do. So MGK took it personally and went ahead and decided to put out a what we call a subliminal diss a sublim on a collaboration with Tech 9 which by itself is just kind of gross cuz Eminem has worked with Tech 9 in the past so i mean just go listen to uh oh man what's it called it's called uh, Speedum Speedum ah such a great song so very disrespectful i think to uh, to use Tech Nine and Tech Nine's reach to send out a subliminal disc to Eminem, especially if you, dude, if you're gonna go after the goat, like have the balls to say his name, like don't don't go with this subliminal nonsense. Anyway, Eminem isn't stupid. He knows what MGK was saying, and uh, and decided he needed to respond, and he responded with an entire verse on a song. <clears throat> excuse me, on a song called Not Alike on this new album kamikaze and this verse by itself from beginning to end just addresses mgk and i think was more than enough to bury machine gun kelly forever however mgk is he's, he's a prideful guy and uh i mean he literally popped champagne to the mention of his name on kamikaze look that up and uh so he gets all excited oh my god the go to say my name this is my moment i'm gonna capitalize on this i'm gonna put out uh, a diss track a response a diss track on on eminem dude in two days wrote recorded 
produced and uh, and 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 made a video for a diss track for Eminem in two days. Maybe he should have taken a little longer to work on the lyrics a little better. It is by far the best thing MGK has ever written. I will give him that. That being said, it does not hold a candle to even some of Eminem's lesser rivals. You know what I mean? Like, this this guy is just not on his level. I'm sorry. A lot of people were talking about MGK's diss track was great. I'm sorry. No, it wasn't. All right? It wasn't. It was garbage. Eminem then took two weeks to respond back with his own diss track. Um, a much better diss track, in my opinion, and uh, and I think that the results speak for themselves because uh, MGK's sales are dropping. Um, people are are canceling events with him. Like I don't know, man. It might just be over. <laughs> Here's the thing: like, if you're gonna go after Eminem, just think about who's gone after him in the past. Anybody seen Ja Rule? Where's Ja? Where's Ja Rule? Where's Benzino? Anybody seen these guys? They're gone. Eminem buried them. All right. Anyway, so that's kind of what's been going on with Eminem uh, lately, and uh, and that's uh, the subject of conversation in this episode today. Uh, last couple things. Uh, at one point, I was talking about. Uh, David Carradine and making uh, a reference to his brother who I couldn't remember his name and I kept saying maybe it's Neil Carradine something like that it's actually Keith Carradine so my apologies to the great and powerful Keith Carradine Um, that's that's his name and secondly there is a moment towards the end of uh, today's main segment where uh, my recorder cut out for a second and then I, I turned it back on and we picked up exactly where we left off. And because we literally picked up exactly where we left off, I uh, I didn't bother editing it out. Because it's just it's more trouble to edit it out than it is to actually just sit through literally two seconds of silence. Like, you'll be fine. Everybody's going to be fine. Okay? You guys are going to be just fine. Relax. Enjoy the episode. It's going to be great. Uh, last thing is a little bit of an apology, I guess. I, I, I'm sorry about how um, slowly these episodes are being put out. Uh, I know that I originally had uh, promised an episode every Friday. I now see that that's a little unrealistic for me. Not only because I'm a bit of a procrastinator, but also because uh, if I'm not happy with the way that the episode uh, re- ended up, I'm not going to put it out. And that's what's happened a couple times here is I just I, I haven't put out certain episodes because I just wasn't happy with them. And uh, I, I'd rather take my time and do one right than, uh, than put out, you know, something that's it's not quite as shiny. In other words, I don't want to pull an MGK. Oh, got him. To this. Yeah, so no, I'm not. St- I'm not stopping it. It's 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 a uh, it's buffering. like buffering or something. Ah. It's because I've been hold on. I've been playing the um the same little thing here. This song is like all you need to realize that he's the greatest. Of oh, all time. maybe yeah, of course. This one song right here. Let me, I'm trying to get it to actually start at the beginning. Here we go. And just the idea that he he raps like a computer. 
Like several people have said that, that if, if there was like a, a, a rap computer that you could program all the words into and then just like hit a button and it would rap, it would sound exactly like Eminem. And it would have the same like lyrical ability that Eminem has where he will say a line and uh-huh. that one line has three different levels that you could four sometimes that you can go into and be like, well, it means this, but it also means this, but it also means this. And then all those three things together mean this. Dude, there's a... There's a couple oh, yeah. bars in uh in uh what's it called uh on the new album mm-hmm. um I think it's in Kamikaze the actual track Kamikaze sure. where he says something like uh, I'm no conspiracy theorist yes. but something here is a foot, foot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah it's, it's my, my dick, dick. get yep. the measuring stick, stick. twelve inches it's of wood yep. and when I like at first that 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 those bars blew me away but i didn't i couldn't understand why and then like the more i dissect them i realized he's talking about sasquatch he's talking about bigfoot right now mm-hmm. no conspiracy theorist something afoot a big foot because exactly. it's a, i'm like son of a bitch oh, like, yeah. you know like he, oh, yeah. he does that we're like three days after you hear a song you go oh that's what he was talking about <laughs> Like, it just goes over your head. Or just that little, there's that little one-liner that he says, um, I forget the song, I, um, but I think it's like, I think it's number two, The Greatest. Oh, dude, Where he just goes, um, he, 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 he says something about us, um, having a spell, and then he says, I'm E-V-I-L. Yeah, and he says, like an evil, it, like, yeah, like yeah. an evil spell, I'm E-V-I-L. Get it? Evil spell? Yeah, like, I'm like, jeez, <laughs> man. There's a there's so many good ones on that record though. Yeah. And then you know you're listening to Not Alike and oh and my God. and that he's like amazing. tearing into somebody and you're like what the fuck is he talking like who is he talking oh, it's about only later you figure and that, out yeah like yeah. halfway through his his verse is yeah. when he's like but you already know who you are Kelly I'm like yeah. oh shit here which, we go which first of all the way it phonetically sounds I thought he was going after R Kelly well that's another layer though that's another layer exactly because it all started with MGK talking about how hot his daughter was when she was 16 right underage because R the Kelly. layer of R- exactly so like he he <laughs> so he goes he, he references submachine gun which mm-hmm. is genius by itself because he subliminally dissed himself a submachine gun but a yeah. submachine gun you're just like son of a bitch and then he <laughs> double entendre dude and then he's like but you already know who the fuck you are Kelly and I'm like oh. okay machine gun Kelly R Kelly oh my god uh, pedophiles ah like there's just so much to oh. unpack there Amazing, just amazing. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. There's um, did you ever listen to uh his album, Bad Meets Evil with Royce the yes, Five Nine? I love that, that album. first track has a, a whole section where he's talking about how <laughs> he doesn't need to explain his metaphors, and then he goes into Bruce Willis like on his deathbed fighting a virus as he's jacking off to internet porn, and then he's like, okay, let me try another one, and then he goes David Carradine hanging in his closet by his neck with the hill tied around his balls, and like and he's like, what part don't you get? I'm saying I die hard, and when he says I'm saying I die hard, amazing, it's like he punched me in the stomach I'm like oh stop <laughs> stop it yes. and then I had to look that shit up because I didn't know that's how David Carradine died really I didn't know that oh shit so I'm like is yeah. that true and I'm yeah. like googling shit I'm like son of a bitch it's true oh my god the asphyxiation lines are I, amazing I also didn't know that David Carradine's brother is uh what's his face uh uh, uh is it Neil Carradine uh the guy from uh Dexter, he played uh, Agent Lundy. Oh, shit. That's his brother. That's David Carradine's brother. 
No shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's something Carradine. Neil Carradine, or it's it's like a one-syllable first name, something like that. Mm. Neil Carradine. Oh, fuck, that's amazing. But yeah, it's... Like, he's just... Oh, it's just, and yeah. then MGK is dumb enough to 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 say well, that he oh you just sit at home and read your dictionary. I'm like yeah, that's why he's better than you. You well, <laughs> that's why he's so much better than you. Yes, that I agree with. However, he's not stupid for doing it. No, he purposely did it because sure. clearly this is the biggest he's ever gonna get. See, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he was he was very brave. Like I yeah. I will never take that away from him. The dude has balls the size of Kentucky. Okay, cool. <laughs> but but he stands no chance. The fact that the fact that anyone that disses Eminem ends up disappearing. Yeah. Like yeah. yes, you're gonna get your 15 minutes of fame, but then they're gonna be up. And and it happened quicker than I even thought it would because oh, two weeks sure. later he puts out Kill Shot mm-hmm. and literally like that I think it was that same week MGK um, put out Binge the Binge EP um, he put out an, he puts a six track EP that he rushed to get out because fifteen minutes of fame and nobody's buying it bro it's yeah. his lowest seller ever like and then after <laughs> after Kill Shot was on YouTube for weeks. Right. M puts it on iTunes and he still sold more than his EP. Than oh, MGK's yeah. entire EP. And I'm just like, son of a bitch. Like, it's just like, it's done. It's yeah. over. He's not coming back. <laughs> I mean, MGK other... is gone. Rest in peace. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be pissed if this thing, like, never actually plays. I'm just, I'm just trying to get this video to play because I just want to watch it before we get into anything else. I just love this fucking video. The video is amazing. I love, uh, man, I love everything Eminem does, honestly. He. Again, like, I always liked him, but all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, he's the greatest ever. And it just, it, I don't know, I'm looking at him differently now. <laughs> I'm looking at him differently now because, like, even, you know, I, I heard Revival when it came out and mm-hmm. I actually dug it. Same here. And I dug it because I could tell that even though he wasn't the dastardly slim shady anymore so much well no and that's the and, and that's a part of the whole idea of relapse recovery yes and revival but also what i came to realize was that his his range is so wide mm-hmm. that if he's if he's playing in the middle where everybody's happy where he's slim shady and, and he's fucking shit up and everybody oh, totally. if yeah. he's playing in that middle dude he goes diamond but he's got a wide range. So sometimes he plays over here up front, like really intense areas where not everybody's cool with it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he plays way back here in the kind of poppy realm where not always everybody is cool with it. And so just because he like yeah. shifted his focus on a certain album yeah. doesn't mean that he lost any like edge at all. It's still there. He's just like he's just playing somewhere else right now and he's exactly. going to be back to that. So I think people completely misread Revival. They're like, oh, he lost it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, his his technical skill is better than ever. Mm-hmm. He's just not doing, like, nasty, slim, shady right now. He's yeah. he's happy right now. Like, when he put out Revival, he was a happy dude. He was yeah. in a good place in his life. He had, you know, he gotten clean, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just like, don't piss this dude off because <laughs> he's happy right now. And then they pissed him off. Mm-hmm. And, and now he's back. And, and like... 
on greatest that second track where he's opening up he's like uh, uh, motherfuckers talking crazy saying yeah. I should quit I fucking tell him make me eat a fucking dick mm-hmm. I'm feeling like the greatest I'm like oh shit he's never said that before he's did the he did the rap god thing but yeah. he never actually said that he was the greatest of all time he's like I'm feeling like the greatest I'll be whoever did it and then he's like Mike Will the one who made it it's shady on the lyrics <laughs> I'm like ah! like I was just so excited when I said just that one little it's shady on the lyrics I was like motherfucker Go. That's right. He's he's back, bro. Mm-hmm. He's back and he's back with a vengeance. He's well, coming. you have those. So you have those three. I would call Eminem essentially three different artists. Yes. Clearly. Well, yes, yes. In in so many ways. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you have the you have the obvious Eminem, right? He's a little bit of Slim and he's a little bit of Marshall, right? And then you have the, the other two, juxtaposed the two extremes, other ones. Yeah. yeah. So I, I always think of Marshall Mathers as the human being. Exactly. I think of Slim Shady as the alternate, uh, the 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 psychotic, like uh, what's it called, the uh, the the multiple personality, like the other personality. Oh sure, yeah. You know, or or the demon that possesses him, whatever, <laughs> however you want to think of it. And then Eminem is the collection of these two entities together. Mm-hmm. You know, so when he's doing his Eminem thing, he's got both going on. When he's doing his Marshall Mathers, he's getting very personal. He's exactly. talking about what's going on in his real life. And when he's slim shady, he's just like, I'm he's here to murder people. He's killing everything, yeah. I'm here to kill all of you. Who's up? <laughs> you're, you're up, you're dead. You're up, you're dead. <laughs> and it's like, son of a bitch. Exactly. I'm giving up on this shit. It's not going to play. <laughs> that sucks. It's pissing me off. Oh, man. So much has happened in the past week. Dude. It's crazy. Quick question for you. Yeah. Um, have you subscribed to the DC Universe app? I have not yet. Um, are, are they doing anything like a, like a free preview thing? Probably not, huh? Yes, they were they doing are. a free week. And oh, then you get, to cho- you get to choose. I don't know if it's still open. Oh, so it's, so it's probably a free week and then you And then you have it. to choose, yeah. Okay, okay. So Titans came out. Yeah? Titans did episode one. It? I did. Saw it last night. What'd you think? It was good. Yeah? Yeah, I liked okay. it. I didn't think it was going to be... Um, that, that trailer worried me. <laughs> I know. No, I, it's, look, I agree because I, I have certain feels about the Berlanti universe. Um, so when I see the tone, um, you know, that, and who's producing it, so I'm just like, I don't know. But I gave it a shot yeah. and it turned out really good. It turned out actually better than I thought it would. They had so, some really deep cuts in there. So what do you like about it? Like, <clears throat> what's good about it? I mean, just how they play, like, so the individuality pieces of every character. Um, of course, Dick Grayson is um, is Robin. I mean, it's in the trailer, so that's not a spoiler or anything. Um, you see, you know, you see Rachel Roth, um, who is kind of scared of her, like, essentially, like, her raven powers, like the powers of Trigon and stuff. Right. Um, and what's possessing her. And there's this, like, cult. Um, I think there's going to be a Brother Blood um, aspect to it, because all the the, the cults... Uh, there's these cult people who are after her. They haven't specifically said it has anything to do with that just yet. I'm just I'm just speculating. Hmm. Uh, but that was very interesting. But they're... So they're planting seeds for... They're planting seeds. Trees to grow. Absolutely. Uh, the Starfire aspect. So... I feel like she she and Beast Boy are the two I've seen the least from in the trailers. I don't know what to expect from those two characters. Yes. The the, the rest I like I get it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So she so Starfire is actually pretty front front stage in this as as much as you can make a a, um, a television show about four characters, I would say Raven and Robin 
and Starfire equally had not 33 because you would say Robin and Raven were kind of uh, intertwined a lot earlier so it was more like they kind of shared 50% the mm. other 50% would be Starfire and this is the not first a whole episode lot of you're C- talking yeah, about yeah there's not a whole lot of Beast Boy um, but there's a really cool stinger for uh, for Beast Boy and it's really it's really good um, if you've seen the trailers it's basically the you kind of get what you get yeah uh, the Starfire thing, though, is interesting. I'm not quite sure how to feel about it just yet. She's a total badass. Yeah? Yeah, she's like an assassin of some kind. Um, and you just kind of get, like, you see, like, how she looks from the trailers where she kind of looks like a prostitute. Well, they play into that. They lean into it. Mm. And there's this there's this thing where, you know, I'm not going to give it away, but when you see it, it's like, okay, well, where are they going with this? So, but she's like very much a badass. She's like kicking people's asses. She like, you know, sets people on fire. You get all the Starfire powers and the fact that she's a warrior and stuff. So you get all that. Do you get the uh, learning language through kissing thing? So, I don't want to give that away. (laughs) So that's a yes. (laughs) Um, Sort of. It's very subtle. Oh. It's very subtle. Well, look at them. Um... Yeah, so once you watch the episode, my thing is, and I don't know if they're going to do this yet, um, based on what happens to her, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be interesting to see if they do it. And if they don't do it, um, it's one of her character aspects, you know? Yeah. So, all in all, I thought it was a really good start. Um, for the DC app, they put it they, they put the first episode up, and then they locked all of them. Mm. So they're doing it once a week, gotcha. uh, like regular syndication. Even though they're all up. They're, Even though they're, they're all up. They're releasing them once a week. Yeah. Interesting. So. Sounds like they're begging to get hacked, but okay. <laughs> <they've>, <that's>, <laughs> you know, I, I pretty much said the same thing. I'm like, yeah, people are going to put this up. Like, that, really that's, that's hack bait, yeah. Yeah, yeah Mr. Robot's going to get them. Mm-hmm. Have you been watching Mr. Robot? I haven't. I need to get into it. So, so good. Awesome. That's that's my new Breaking Bad. Is it? Yeah. Like oh shit! That, I gotta watch it. Like that show that you can point to and be like, from beginning to end, from top to bottom, everybody involved, every aspect of it. It's yeah. it's a masterwork. That's amazing. In fact, the second season, every episode is directed by the show showrunner, the show creator. Like he's he's that like serious about this thing. It's an intense show. I love it. Nice. This this is exactly what I'm talking about, man. Oh yeah, hell yeah. The, like he he's just leading into the whole like I'm a computer thing, mm-hmm. and like it's the books analyzing all the words. His flow is so crazy and weird. Nobody raps like him. And the way he'll like rhyme like you know what? a word with the middle of another word oh, yeah. or like the beginning of another word and then like the end of that word is the new rhyme for the next one. Like he's crazy. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what's amazing to me is that even as good as he was like in the first couple of albums, he was still ahead of he was still ahead of the curve and yeah. ahead of his time. Yeah. It wasn't until after Encore when he went through the drug problem and that and during that point also went because he talks about it in I believe it's uh, either it's either Recovery or Marshall Mathers LP Part Mm 2 
when uh, kind of like how Little Wayne sort of skyrocketed and just was on fucking everything. Yeah. And he became like the number one rapper in the country and all that stuff. So, and he was he was coming out smashing lyrics with like the the amazing sort of flow. Yeah. And that kind of thing. And then it and then Eminem was like, well, I've been doing that shit since day one. Yeah. And came out and smashed the game. And then this album and everything like came with it after that. How much how much ahead of the Kirby was even back then? Yeah. And he was still he was still amazing with those few albums. It's like how complex of an artist this guy is. It's it's super. He even way back in on Slim Shady LP, he had he had the lyricism aspect. Like he he had that thing where he could hide bars and bars and shit like that. Yeah. And his flow was was strange and almost almost like jagged and otherworldly like there's just something weird about his flow like the way, and 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 he can do like any flow as he proves on kamikaze like he'll mm-hmm. just take other people's you know uh, uh uh tracks and just he i counted as like he's rap i'm counting his flows and i'm getting up to like i'm running out of fingers and i'm like on one beat this dude dropped 11 different flows yeah who can do that i don't know any other rapper who can do that exactly and so, like, when you see him from the beginning to now and how his... He was he was the best back then and he keeps getting better. Oh. That line I'm not like where he says, uh, so you, "This bar is over your head, so you better have arms if you're gonna pull up." Yeah, yeah. It hurt. <laughs> just, like, I'm like, damn. Oh yeah. Shit hurts. Oh yeah. He like physically affects you with his words. <laughs> oh, here we go. Caterpillar, when he's talking about when Anderson Silva broke his leg, yeah, and he paints that whole like word picture for you so much that like when he's done, it, it, you remember what it was like to see that happen, and and you spaz out like your your spine like tweets, you're like, oh god damn, it's so crazy, it's amazing. The rap god. <laughs> the fucking rap god. And it's got to be so interesting to like see the world through his eyes, man. Because, like, even on that track where he says you got to be like a di- like a wedding ring, you got to be diamond to even climb in the ring. Yeah. Like he's on 
such a high level that he doesn't really have rivals right now. Exactly. There are no rivals. There's nobody out there that does what he can do, that has done what he's done with his albums, that has gotten the acclaim that he's gotten. There's nobody. You can you can always call back to the greats and the OGs and everything, but like Of course. But what he's accomplished, like, it's just on another level. And I just don't think there's anybody that can come up to him now. Uh no. He's gonna he's gonna have to die. Like he has to die. <laughs> he's gonna have to die. <laughs> he, he has to die for somebody to like step up, you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. Yeah, of course. He's just gonna have to die. Did you see the trailer for Body? No. Alright. No. Alright. What is it what is this? So Bodied is a YouTube red movie. Okay. It's about rap battles. Oh. But it's not quite as serious as Eight Mile, it's more of a comedy. Oh, okay. Uh, That's kinda cool. Although they take the rap battle seriously. Sure. But rap battles tend to be pretty funny. So it's all about this nerdy little white boy <laughs> who can really t- like really, really rap. I mean, and he's, and he's trying to buy. Is yeah, he is he in this? He is a producer on the project. Interesting, but he's not in it. Ah, um, yeah, because we've seen it already. Because right? we've seen that. Yeah, already. fair point. But it's not so much the story of Eight Mile as it is like let's take a look at rap battle. So okay, it's a, what? So, so it's a comedy. I knew I was Korean. Somebody tell that dude he's white. Somebody tell that dude he's white. Venom? No, um, I haven't watched Venom. I, I I know that it 
I know that it didn't hit well with critics, but the fans seem to really like it. Indeed. Um, I think even if they nail Venom, mm-hmm. it's still not a movie that's made for me. Okay. What like do you I, say? Well, I'm a big <laughs> Spider-Man fan, and I like the idea of Venom yeah. in the Spider-Man universe. Maybe, maybe I like the idea more than the actual execution. Know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, but to have it be so, from what I can tell, so separate from the Spider-Man universe, it just doesn't, it doesn't attract me. You know, like I don't, I don't want to, I don't read Venom stories. Right. If Spidey's not in it, you know what I mean. I've never bought a Venom comic. So the best thing about Venom is Spider-Man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or or or, more pointedly. The only time Venom works for me is with Spider-Man. Is alongside Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 So I don't. Yeah. It just it, it never really attracted me. Even with Tom Hardy, I'm like, I'm a fan, but I don't know that 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 trailer doesn't doesn't draw me in. But I'm hearing that the fans really dig it, so I'm gonna have to check it out eventually. Did you yeah, see it? I did. And I did. And basically, you are. It's a yes and a no. So uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah. But there are but there are pieces <laughs> but there are pieces that um that that are so they don't disappoint is what I want to say. Okay. Um so Tom Hardy's performance is fantastic. It's probably the best thing about the movie. I've heard that too, yeah. Um the special effects are both good and bad. Um the story aspects are so it's very much a meshing of different things, right? Um, okay. Planet of the Symbiotes. Uh-huh. You have lethal like Protector. Adam. Right, because you have all the different symbiotes. Uh, lethal Protector. And a little bit of um, Maximum Carnage. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I know about the, uh, the stinger at the end. Yeah. So, there's a little bit I've of all that. that, and it's... And they just, they take the elements and they, you know, they just mishmash them together. Um, The movie is very funny. Really? Yeah. So, it's like... That's surprising. A Venom story, I simply don't know if it's supposed to be funny or not. So, if you can correct me and educate me on that. Well, Um, again, I don't read, like, solo Venom books. I never have. So, I wouldn't really know. Um... I I know that when when he's in a Spidey book, Venom is the most like intense thing going on. You know right. I mean? Like if anything funny is going on, it's Spidey. Right. So yeah. So I, I don't know that I necessarily equate funny with Venom, but uh, but but that's something that you need to make a good movie work. Like you need a little humor. That's if they do it well, then that's good. Yeah. I um. I imagine that they would take certain aspects of like the history. Um, for Venom and like kind of put it in and say this is why this is why Venom acts this way and because he's he's supposed to be intense you know what I mean right so yeah interesting well I'm gonna check it out but I'm probably gonna wait till it's out of the theaters I don't know that I'm gonna go drop 15 bucks on Venom but I'm interested because I, I really didn't expect it to hit so well with the fans if anything, I expected them to be harsher than the critics. And it turned out to be the other way around in this case. But Venom is also just not something for critics. <laughs> like for movie critics. Like it's just, 
It's such a specific, like, pocket of geekdom. You know what I mean? Venom is a very, like, that's a bullseye you gotta hit. It's a, it's a deep cut in and of itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And, like, I think the simple fact that you can put uh, Marvel on it and it still resonate because mm. when people it says an association with Marvel so like you think already like oh this is probably going to be good and then yeah. you be, and then you're like then pretty it's decent. decently entertained yeah so you know you can't like you, ha- you you if you look at it from the terms of like having something like Warner Brothers doing a movie where very similar things happen and you're thoroughly entertained but at the same time it's not a great movie which is very much what this is you get the same you almost get you almost expect to get the same result but you don't. People are like, no, nah, actually, it's pretty good. And because Marvel does so many good things, this is not bad by association. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm feeling more and more like I need to check it out. Right? Oh. It is a good movie. Um, <laughs> DC's shaking shit up. <laughs> I know. Aren't they? Dude, fucking... Alright, so... Everything I'm seeing from... The Walking Phoenix Joker movie <laughs> is making me more and more excited for that goddamn movie that I had no desire to see before. Yeah. Like, yeah. damn, it looks good. He looks great. He looks great. Uh, it's weird. It's different. It's mm-hmm. it's not the Joker I expected, and that excites me. And yet, it is a, almost like my Joker, the whole yeah. like kind of gangster thing that they're, they seem to be doing. Oh, for sure. Well, the idea of DC putting this book out that is about the three Jokers just opens you up to say the deranged Joker could very easily have been Heath. Right. And the the more, like, kind of zany sort of gangster, you know, like Joker um, would have been maybe Jared Leto. Yeah, like, he's almost, like, more of a prankster than Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, from what we're seeing from the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, he's more of the, the perhaps the more crime heavy the more like has the the more henchmen like, and you know <clears throat> he seems like the the kind of joker that would stick around the longest the right. one that like would have the biggest history with batman and everything exactly i'm i'm really curious how they're going to uh how they're going to fold in batman into that movie man i can't, I can't wait to see they that i mean you can't really have a joker movie without a batman there's got to be at least like like even did you ever read that that graphic novel joker uh yeah, the one from Brian Nazarello. Yes. Yeah. So like Batman shows up like what the last page, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and that's all you need. Like, yeah. Y- you got a Joker story. Batman shows up at the very end. Cool. Like just do that. Just give me a whole Joker story. But Batman has to show up at the end. Like he yeah. just, he has to. Otherwise, it's not really a Joker story. Agreed. Um, I would love to see them do uh, a, a lot of aspects of um. The Killing Joke, because that I think is a great one. origin. Well, I don't know. I mean, oh, the origin looks, parts. The, the origin parts. Because yeah. he's a stand-up which, comic, which yeah. looks comic. Looks like there's comedy in here, and there's clowns. Well, and there's, there's kind of. I think they said specifically that they're using the stand-up comic uh, origin for him. Okay. Like, I think he is in fact a stand-up comic in the movie. Okay. Yeah, and I think that that's where the makeup comes from. I think he does a character on stage. Ah. Okay. That's my. That's, that's thought, interesting. Ba- based on what I've seen, that's my thought. That that's my theory or whatever. That's interesting. And now it seems like Jared Leto's out for good. 
You I think? don't know. I don't know. The thing that dropped yesterday, uh, James yeah. Gunn is going to do Suicide but, too. But that's why I think that Jared Leto's out, because James Gunn hates Jared Leto. He's talked a lot of shit about him in the past. He's he's gone so far as to call him a pedophile. J- James Gunn is outspokenly well, not a Jared Leto fan. Okay, then and, and even yeah. even if he's like on his best behavior now after the Disney thing mm-hmm. and decides to you know be cordial and work with Jared Leto, I'm sure Leto has heard the things that he said. It would also be on him to be cool and work with like I don't think he would <laughs> so I think he's out man like I think this is it wow. and and the the headline I saw today was like he's overhauling everything oh yeah he's, he's gonna he has a completely fresh take yeah, on it That's he's saying he's gonna keep Smith and and uh, and uh, what's her name Margot uh, Robbie, Margot Robbie mm-hmm. because I don't think you can replace those two right now everybody loves them yeah but other than that it's a fresh take everything else is gonna be brand new so which I am not mad at um, Me neither. David Ayer did a decent job. It was an entertaining movie, but at the same time, there was a lot of things to be desired. It needed from the Suicide Squad. I movie. expected so much more from him because yeah. before that movie came out, I I had just seen Fury for the first time, and and that movie blew me away. Have you ever seen Fury? No. It's incredible. It's okay. it's a movie he directed right before uh, uh before Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. It's a World War Two movie okay. with Brad Pitt. Oh, sure. Um. Uh. What's his face? Um, the Punisher from from Netflix. Uh, John Bernthal. John Bernthal. Yeah. Uh. The 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 Mexican dude from Ant Man. What's his name? Um, oh, Luis Guzman. Yeah. No. Luis something. Luis Mendez. Men- no. Mendoza. Oh. No. Something like that. Wait. <laughs> oh fuck! I can't think of his name. Him. Okay. Shia LaBeouf and then like a new kid, right? Yeah. And the five of them are a tank crew. So the whole movie just falls around this one tank yeah. and this one crew of guys at the tail end of World War II where they're just picking off the last of the Nazis. Mm-hmm. But also, they're like deep, deep in enemy territory. So like as the troops are all leaving, yeah. they're like way in the back. So they're the most vulnerable. So they get surrounded by a bunch of uh, the last Nazis oh, as well. Wow. And this movie is just so hardcore, dude. Apparently, to make the movie, he put the five actors in a room with five World War II veterans. Oh, shit. And the idea was, hey, uh, veterans, you know those stories that you don't even tell your wives because they're that fucked up? Tell these guys. And they did. They just shared like some of their deepest, darkest stories from the wars and uh, and and... When you see that movie, you can you can tell, dude. Shia LaBeouf pulled out a tooth just for like his character. Like he literally like ripped the tooth out of his mouth so that he would have a missing tooth, like the character is supposed to have. Like, cause he wanted it to be that legit. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you know that they have like you know, ma- makeup, CG, all right, whatever. Yeah, pull out a tooth. You can digitally do that. But like, it's like that, man. And John Bernthal is just nasty in that movie. Oh dude. yeah. Oh, he's so good. They're all so good. Uh, so anyway, I, sit, I saw wow. that movie and I hear he's doing Suicide Squad. I'm like, yeah. fuck it, I'm there. <laughs> and it's just, it, yeah, it just didn't live up, man. That's... The Joker should have been the main villain. And, and I think that that one misstep ruined the entire thing. Yeah, I don't know where the left turn came from. 
I'm sure it had it may like Warner Brothers. Uh, yeah, exactly. I I, that's I know where it came I from. <laughs> Producers of Warner Brothers. Typically, that's where that comes from. But like, yeah, man, I I wish it would have been a better. But hey, man, maybe we'll get it now because when Suicide Squad was coming out. They made those trailers to scream at the Guardians of the Galaxy fans and be like, hey, over here, like we're doing something similar. And now they actually got the Guardians of the Galaxy guy. And I, <laughs> at once I was I was surprised to hear the news and not surprised at all because I'm like, of course, Warner Brothers, who needs all the help they can get right now. <laughs> this dude did some of the best work at Marvel and that's saying a lot because they do really good work over there he did two of the best movies in their entire lineup they just fired him yeah. they won't take him back of course they're gonna snatch him up it's a no brainer of course they're gonna snatch him up they snatched up Joss Whedon why wouldn't they snatch him up it, it just it makes all the sense but they have to be smart enough, smart enough to be like do what you wanna do we're not gonna fuck with you make a great movie did they learn Go. their lesson? We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Everything yeah. from that Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, which I hope is just called Joker, is uh, that looks that looks exactly like what 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 we we were talking about. Exactly mm -hmm. what we've been begging them to do. Give me a standalone great movie. Stop trying to to shoehorn a, a universe where the where you don't even need one. So just give me a great movie, and I think that's what they're gonna do with with Joker, and I hope that's what they do with. Suicide Squad. Um, dude, I liked Henry Cavill as Superman, but I'm glad he's gone too. I'm glad Ben Ben Affleck is gone. I'm glad he's gone. Let's just start fresh, man. Like I agree. Let's just start fresh. Let's make some good movies and just fuck this whole like trying to be Marvel thing. Be DC. Do what you guys do best, man. Give me some great standalone tales. I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be good. They're gonna keep Wonder Woman because Wonder Woman works. Of course, keep her. Keep her going. Give me another Wonder Woman movie. In fact, if you if if you want to do a shared universe, do it all in the Wonder Woman movies, and then make all the rest standalones. Like do it, whatever the fuck you want. I don't care, but just yeah. give me some good movies, man. I agree. I mean, it's got to work. It's it, it. They have to figure out what works, and so far, Wonder Woman works, and so far, Aquaman seems to work as well. Aquaman looks pretty good. Aquaman. And I'm I'm pretty excited. For I it. wish they hadn't showed so much in that five minute I preview. I I, I feel like I saw too much, but. But the director still says that there's a lot to see, so we'll see. I, I think it tells us the whole story, but whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, five minutes out of probably two hours. Yeah, but five minutes in chronological order from the beginning to the end of the movie says a lot. The last shot of the, that five-minute trailer is him standing there in his True. like decked out Aquaman. I know. Thing, you know what I mean? That like, was great. They probably should, they probably should have <laughs> saved that. They probably should have saved that. Everybody wanted to wants to see it. Everybody's been screaming about it. If you've finally done it, don't even tell them. Like, let it just, you know, let it just blow our minds in the theater. True. Because it looks good. It looks True. good. I'm like, dude, it, you guys nailed it. Like, why are you showing it to me? Like, just... But I, it's also like what I said on uh, on Facebook when my sister was, was talking about, like, oh, why do they show so much in these trailers? And I'm like... DC's hurting right now, man. Movie-wise, yeah. people don't like their movies in general. Yeah. They've had a lot of problems, and they want to show us that they're doing better. Like They mm -hmm. want to show us that the next, the very next thing coming out is going to be worth our time. They they feel obligated to show us stuff. So I'm like, That's a good point. Like I get it. 
I get it. That's a very good point. They like, show us less stuff in things like Marvel movies, and they show us more stuff in terms of DC. They I mean, trick DC us. Has... They, they trick us in those Marvel trailers. They'll put shit in the trailers that aren't in the movie. No, that's that's what I'm saying. They yeah, show like us they, less they things. They do us. misdirection. It's yeah. all that stuff. And I love that. <laughs> I love it to, it's perfect every time I go to the theater and I'm like oh that scene of the trailer wasn't even in this movie yeah I, I, I'm happy about that I'm always happy about that I don't I don't want I don't want to know what the movie is going in I thought I knew exactly what Infinity War was going to be and I didn't when I went in there like I was surprised by a lot like every yeah. time something new came up I was like holy shit speaking of which do you think the name of the Avengers Part 4 is called Annihilation they're saying one one they're saying is Annihilation, the other one they're saying is the Last Avenger. That's mm. the other that's the other front runner. Right. And I, and I like them both. I like I, them both. I like the Last Avenger better than Annihilation. I like them both because I Annihilation sounds over dramatic. Plus, but, but I think it's because yeah. Uh, or I mean, I think it works because Infinity War worked. Like, who the fuck outside of? comic book fans knows what the fuck Infinity War is like that's that's that's, that's as much of a specific niche like top you know title as Annihilation is that's a good so point. it's it, it works in both ways I it, it might I don't know it might be a little over dramatic but I like The Last Avenger a lot too I think that starting with Captain America the first Avenger ending with Avengers the last Avenger yeah I can get into that yeah and okay. especially seeing what um Captain America posted when he wrapped. I don't, I don't think I'm ready for Cap's death. Bro. Yeah, I don't think any of us are. I don't think I'm ready for Cap's death, bro. I don't think I'm ready for him to be done with the character. I I want more. I want more of him. I mean, it's either going to be Bucky or uh, Falcon. I'm not even worried about who's going to be Cap next, man. I just... Chris Evans is just so Chris, good. Chris Evans just nailed it yeah. so fucking hard. He did. I agree. More so than any other Marvel character, mm-hmm. with with his movies, if it always feels like it came off the page, like I feel like the Steve Rogers we see in the movies is the oh. exact same Steve Rogers that we see in the comics. Yes, Tony Stark from the movie is not the Tony Stark from the comics. We love him for it, but they're True. not the same at all. If you go and you pick up an Iron Man comic because you loved him in the movie, you're gonna. What is this shit? What is this? This is weird. Yeah. Uh, you know. Well, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of characteristics that are similar. Sure, he's sure. Not, I mean, he's no, not really no, out no. of character. But 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 Robert Downey Jr. made it completely his own. Yeah. Chris Evans, I can't even say he made it his own. He was just like, I'm gonna play fucking Captain America. Like he just came out and played the exact character right. that we all know and love and expected. You yeah. know what I mean? We were we were blown away and surprised by Downey Jr. as Iron Man because he made it his own and made it this huge amazing thing like we were just enthralled well, with him plus he got the look right he got it all. he did get it all he right. played all the play yeah he played all the he played all the things that make sense for for Tony Stark's personality sure but of course he made it his own he, and that's why we love it I just think Chris Evans is just is just perfect I, the, yeah the Tom Holland has not had as much time as Spider-Man yet. And he's already the best. He's already the best Spider-Man, and I feel like he's doing the same thing that Chris Evans was doing. He's just playing the... Bananas. All right. Uh, so. so, yeah, so I 
I think that Tom Holland is doing what Chris Evans did with his character, mm-hmm. uh, but he just he hasn't done it for long enough yet that I can say he's the next one. You know what I mean? Like oh uh, sure. Like I, I we're still we're still seeing what he does with the character. I can't wait for that next Spider Man movie. But yeah. dude, I just feel like Chris Evans just nailed it, bro. He nailed it. This, he did a great job. I'm gonna miss him so much. Yeah, his his moral center, I think, is what made a lot of the movies pop and work. Yeah, and the fact that he he takes his mantle of Captain America seriously in the real world, like this dude, like behaves himself. Yeah, he conducts himself as a gentleman in public. You know, he's 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 a, from all that I've seen a good dude you don't hear scandals about this guy (laughs) he doesn't get DUIs and you know like get into bar fights or whatever other like actors and famous people do like he's just a level headed good dude right playing a level headed good dude you know just like just like Downey Jr. is an eccentric billionaire playing an eccentric <laughs> billionaire. You know what I mean? Like, Marvel's just like, okay, Spider-Man's a teenager, let's hire a fucking teenager. Like, let's just do what we've been doing. This is working. Yeah. And Mark Ruffalo is a is a dorky nerd playing a dorky nerd. Oh, yeah. I just saw a meme the other day yeah. of him, like, at red carpet events, surrounded by yes. people he works with, and he's always, like, in awe of them, like, yes. looking up at them, like... And the caption, <laughs> somebody please tell Mark Ruffalo he's famous, too. <laughs> All right, so that wraps up our discussion for the day. Uh, a couple of quick thoughts on Titans on the DC Universe app. Uh, it was better than I thought it would be. That's not saying a whole lot. But it was better than I thought it would be. Um, I didn't hate Robin as much as I thought I was going to. I don't know how I feel yet about the character of Raven. And um, where her story's going and whatnot, but it's pretty par for the course for that character. As discussed in this episode, Beast Boy and uh, Starfire were both sparingly used, uh, but um, it shows some promise. It shows some promise. Now, here's what I really want to talk about Season 3 of Daredevil is outstanding the premiere episode alone is is better than anything they've done I think and uh, the season as a whole is by far the best Netflix show that Marvel has done the best season of Daredevil so far I, I, I think so it feels like season one again um, I I even like how they are handling Foggy and Karen and everything like these B characters that usually it can be very difficult to write stories for. They're they're using them more or less how they should be used, which is in support of the greater story and not so much like trying to give them their own major arc or anything. No need to try and force that. Fisk is a big part of the season again and uh, the new big bad Bullseye is just oh man they're really doing that guy right the way that he can turn any throwable object into a weapon 
and his accuracy is so so good like it's just pinpoint accurate that uh he's a formidable foe for daredevil like for sure there's um there's a sequence in which they're in a office like an off like a like i think it's the uh, newspaper and i mean if you've ever worked in an office with cubicles and whatnot like you can just imagine how many objects there are that you can pick coffee mugs staplers pens uh computers like the dude picks up computer screens and throws them at people like the dude can throw anything at you and hit you from around a corner like this guy is insanely good and uh i am loving absolutely loving this season of daredevil i love the conflict that matt murdoch is going through within himself um just everything about it stellar stellar writing stellar performances outstanding direction and cinematography and everything that you loved about season each season of daredevil crank it up to 10 oh you liked the hallway one shot fight scene in the first season oh okay you liked the uh one shot fight scene in the stairwell in the second season and the and the prison fight with the punisher Oh, well, roll all those things into one and dial it up because the one-shot fight scene in this season takes place inside an entire prison from a hallway to a room to another hallway to a stairwell to a, a courtyard. Like, they just go through the entire prison and it's this ridiculously long and outstanding fight sequence. It's crazy. So, uh, man... Check it out if you haven't already. Season 3 of Daredevil. Another thing I've been watching lately is uh, Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Very, very good show. Haunting of Hill House. Uh, Very scary, very creepy. Uh, My wife and I are enjoying that one greatly. So check that one out as well. Now, what else? Um, I think that's about it. Uh, I don't really have too much else to add on Titans. Uh, like I said, in general, it's you know it's better than I thought it would be. It's not. Sorry about that sound. That's my wipers. I'm in the car. <laughs> I know that sounded weird. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, thank you very much for joining us for another episode of the Common Ground Podcast. Uh, stick around. We'll have another episode soon. Um, The next one, I believe, will have a different guest host. So let's look forward to that. Thank you very much once again. Uh, Please give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, Give us a review if you have the time. I would really appreciate that. Even if you don't think we're a five-star podcast, give us a five-star. Be nice. You know, do a nice thing. Pay it forward. I'll pay it back. Yeah, who knows? All right, guys. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And uh, see you next time.